And now, Remba explains. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Rembert Explains Season 3. And I am here with a wonderful person. Her name is Shani Hilton. Hey, Shani. Hi, Rembert. Shani is the executive editor for news at BuzzFeed News. And we're going to talk about some stuff. We have a, uh, it's Friday. You'll probably be hearing this on Monday, but it's currently Friday. And it's been a long week. It's been a big, big week. A lot of emotions happening this week. And we're kind of both in a chill, like a a needing to just Mm -hmm. focus on ourselves, focus on our personal health. It's something outside of this podcast we talk to each other about just like making sure yes our minds aren't just gonna explode at some point or right. our hearts and <clears throat> if you're watching this you will see that there are two crystals on this table tell them about these crystals um these crystals came from a dear friend of ours a friend of the podcast F- friend of the podcast early friend of the podcast <laughs> and a, a dear friend of ours um one ms jenna wortham hey jenna um jenna is the kind of person who brings crystals to your house when you move yes because she wants you to have a balanced existence uh. and these crystals are apparently about um energy balance yes. which we need and intense personal growth um which we also need yes we are these crystals are going to kind of they're, they're setting the tone for this podcast yeah. and the 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 purple the amethyst one is mine might become a staple i had it at my house uh-huh and it just got kind of lost in the shuffle of my right home so right. i brought it to my office and sometimes i just like hold on to it there's something about holding a crystal in your hand that makes you feel like everything's going to be okay like is it's real <clears throat> it is it is very much become a like my version of a stress ball, like a much shinier, prettier, sometimes jaggeder version <laughs> of a stress ball. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so shout out to those crystals. Uh, in terms of growth and taking care of oneself, uh, one of the things that happened this week that has drained both of us were the happenings in Baltimore all week and. Mm-hmm. How how are you like where's your head at? Where's your heart at? Like, how are you feeling right now? You know, I actually feel okay in that the beauty of the work that I do is in and being able to send reporters down to Baltimore on a moment's notice and have the and know that they're going around, they're talking to people, they're really engaging. I don't know, that work feels really rewarding. It mm-hmm. feels like it's doing something. Um, whenever one of these cases c- crops up yeah. with um, excessive force and, and, and an unarmed, well, Freddie Gray did have a switchblade on him, but yes. um, a black man being killed in excessive force or whatever the case may be. And, and it's really rewarding to be able to send people down, to talk to the people who are there, to try and get news out of the cops, to try and get news out of the, you know, the family, um, to really get a sense of what people are thinking. It, I wouldn't say it distances you from it, but it does make you feel like you're doing something. Yeah. Um, whatever the outcome is, yeah. and whatever the whatever the reporting finds, but. And it's a nice, just the the ability to give another perspective from, you know, 
if all you're getting is TV right. or, or Twitter. Or Twitter, right? And, like, for me, it's, you know, I can talk to Joel Anderson, who's down there, and Joel is telling me what, he, you know, what he's hearing, what he's seeing, who he's talking to. And Another friend of the podcast, by the way. Yeah, friend of, a friend to us all, yeah. really. <laughs> um, and, and really getting a sense of what's happening outside of this kind of, like, echo chamber of people being really, like, spiraling. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like being feeling upset or whatever, it gives you a little bit of perspective. And it's also for me, especially watching, you know, there are a handful of people, be they your reporters or uh, people else um, elsewhere, where having some continuity from the unfortunate reality of city to city, these things happening, having some being able to follow someone as they kind of show you how some things are mm-hmm. the same from thing from place to place but also you can't just use Ferguson yeah. as an example to explain right. you what's can't, happening. Yeah, you can't imprint one event on the other but when you have a series whether it's Eric Garner or Mike Brown or um you know any of any number of these cases in the last year you you end up seeing patterns, you end up seeing, you know, signs of things that are working, things that aren't working. It really gives you this kind of historical perspective um, that allows you to think, okay, well, Ferguson, the problem there was that black people were shut out of government and policing. Um, But Baltimore, that's not the case. So why is Baltimore also messed up? Um, And then you look at kind of patterns in policing and patterns in how people feel about the way they're being policed, and and that gives you more perspective. Also, uh, just the ultimate... <clears throat> praise to the new queen of America. <laughs> uh, the, uh, she's a prosecutor, right? Prosecutor. Uh, she's 35, Marilyn Mosby. This morning, uh, she very clearly stated that this was a homicide, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, there wasn't, as you alluded to, there wasn't, you know, kind of like the the imagery from like a switchblade mm-hmm. is like a very yeah. You think this person like you think like you you carry a switchblade because like you're gonna attack someone right. or and to find out that that it was a knife and it wasn't an illegal right. thing in his pocket like there's there's so many things that came from what the prosecutor said today that there's there's this weird moment where you're just excited mm-hmm. that you feel like someone's standing up for yeah. a community. But then, like, I felt excitement for, like, the first half an hour. I was just, like, so, just, like, so, like, relieved that. Yeah, my reaction was that she was serious. That she was not, you know, she was was serious about her job. And, you know, thinking about what it must be like to be that young, relatively, the youngest prosecutor, I think, in the country in that role, um, black in a black city where there's still all this tension a woman. She, a woman she has a lot of hats to wear and it's really it's going to be really interesting to see how it all plays out i mean everybody was really excited i think not everybody but like a, you know the people who want to see these cops in jail were very excited um to see her but we'll see how it plays out and it's also as, as someone that is always looking for people in political roles to perhaps do things that aren't so clearly job saving mm-hmm. it's always 
like nice to see someone who is like this this could really not work out for me yeah. in the long run but yeah. this is like when you say she, like serious about her job yeah like that's that's what i take away from that it's it's this idea of i'm serious about my job so I'm, instead of being vague or instead mm-hmm. of prolonging things like yeah. this is this is what i find yeah. uh, the other side of it is that after that initial excitement then like the reality of the situation hit me and i was which was wow like we're we're now saying they killed him yeah you know so so then you start to think about what that maybe mean meant for freddie what that was like what that means to his family it just got it got very yeah. like when when things even when you believe something mm-hmm. but it's still you don't have the facts or it's still speculatory even if you in your heart of hearts know what happened there's... it's been weirdly not about him yeah. to this point i mean it's felt like it's been about him the, the initial protests but it felt like this cycle felt like ferguson felt much more about mike brown all the way through um mm-hmm. And this feels like the last few days, at least, have been more about the people in Baltimore being upset about any number of things. Well, I think that's a lot of that has to do with the fact that we just know more yeah. about kind of the, if you will, troubled history of Baltimore. So there's just more historical context to right. make you just focus it all on Baltimore. Right. Whereas right. Ferguson, like that was the first time most people had ever heard of Ferguson. Right. So. Right. Well, yeah, I'm glad you're you're as the, as the week comes to an end. I'm glad you're f- feel, uh, ending the note on ending the week on anything resembling a positive <laughs> note. Yeah, is just a good thing. I think for everyone. Yeah, it's been a rough week. Speaking of positivity, earlier I asked I asked Shani what was something you wanted to talk about, uh-huh. and you were like, I want to talk about tea. <laughs> Is this like a new like what happened? Like why did you want to talk about tea? Like are you just on like a Well, I just got so I wanted to talk about tea cuz I just yesterday, no, the day before yesterday, I um went to my favorite tea shop in okay. the uh, the East Village and bought some new teas. Okay. And they were really good. So they've been on my mind. I had a big pot this morning. Is this like Tivana? Is it like a no. is it like a, a, a big box tea place? No, or is it like it's this little place. It's like a little. It's like underground. You walk down some stairs. It's okay. called Physical Graffiti Tea, and <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. And they have like maybe fifty varieties in big canisters on uh-huh. the wall. And there's a delightful shop woman who lets you smell them and talks uh, to you about them and it's great i could spend like four hours you there. could spend four hours there smelling teas that you can also drink tea there and have like a vegan cookie it's great is it like a very aesthetically pleasing place? like are all the teas like, yes the I, canisters I, are perfectly lined up and uh, like on a true. wall and she just pulls it down she unscrews the top and then this just amazing aroma of whatever tea it is comes out I need that. You do. I there's something about walking into a, any establishment that like knows what that, they're doing. Like that knows what they're doing, mm-hmm. that knows when like the the type of person that walks into this tea to a tea store yeah. like is looking for to, expertise. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Expertise. <laughs> 
if we can we open a tea shop? <laughs> we can open a tea shop. Expertise. I would I would I would run away, leave it all behind, and just open a tea and shop. Open a tea shop. So I bought. Um, I've been really into Earl Grey's. Okay. So I um, bought. I bought a cream Earl Grey, which is sort sort of uh, vanilla y in flavor, but okay. But also has the bergamot. Bergamot. I don't know how to pronounce I don't it. Know. You know what's in this coffee cup? A cherry Coke. Okay. I am disgusting. <laughs> I need to go to this place. I'm drinking. You do. I'm going to take you to physical uh, graffiti, and we're going to try some teas. M- me and coffee are fighting because coffee wants to hurt you. I can't think of something that coffee I coffee is not your friend. That I I I drink, knowing that as soon as I'm done, I'm not going to feel good. Yep. The only other thing I had that I the only other thing in my life that I I I treat like that that I can't stop is Chipotle. <laughs> I go to Chipotle. I walk to Chipotle. There's a Chipotle on 72nd, six blocks from here. When I walk there, I go there. I'm walking knowing in an hour I'm going to feel terrible. Yeah. But the act of eating it is so enjoyable. Is great. But do you I've, enjoy drinking coffee? I I think I do, but maybe that I don't. So when I when I my previous job, I worked the morning shift, and I, I think I like the idea of saying I drink coffee. No, maybe it's bad. So I used to drink four cups of coffee before nine a.m. Oh. Um, at my previous oh. job, and it was bad. And then I quit cold turkey and switched to, to green tea, like green tea. Do you wait like like a K cup green tea? Like like. Some random green tea I bought at the grocery store, and then detoxed, and then got super into tea when I moved to New York. In terms of like types of black teas, and um, it actually it started with PG Tips. That's really, like a British a British tea. Is there? You can buy it here. Are there teas with comparable amounts of caffeine as as well? Once ca- you coffee? if once you you're drinking a couple of cups of tea, you're getting there. Okay. It just doesn't make you feel crazy. Coffee makes me feel like when I drink coffee now, which is probably like once every six weeks, I feel like a crazy person. Well, yeah. Well, because it's like basically a drug. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't want to drink. Here's the thing. I I just got into this routine where I would. Well, first off, it's iced coffee season now. Iced tea season. Iced tea season. I don't know. Once I'm, you get into it, it starts like the problem. Here's your problem. Let me diagnose it for you. Okay. You have lived your life drinking Lipton, which tastes like cardboard, or sweet tea, which, which is just like, sugar. And it's the best. Oh. <laughs> but neither oh. of those things taste like tea. And that's your problem. When I was. It's like drinking only Boone Farm, Boone's Farm. <laughs> And <laughs> you're like, no, I have a refined palate. I, I, I know I can taste the difference between a blue Boone's Farm and a, an a electric red Boone's Farm. I I remember, I'll never forget when I was younger, I, I did not have a sweet tooth at all uh-huh. like for candy or anything. Mm-hmm. But I went for my, you know, six month dentist checkup that kids do. I had like five cavities or something. And my mom like, felt like a terrible mother, of course. And the dentist is like, you can't. Just like let him like fall asleep with candy in his mouth. My mom's like he like never eats candy, so they like were figuring it out. Yeah. And then my mom was like, "Oh, 
I was just it was just all from sweet tea. Yeah, because I was just drinking it with every yeah meal because it's and it's just it's liquid sugar. It's liquid sugar, and it's so you're telling me that the tea like that's your your tea palate is off, and you really it's need so to re- off. you need to retrain it. All right, it'll change your life. It'll change the game. It is May first. I feel like uh, this is a start today. A, a new beginning. I had a I had. The cup of coffee I had today was in a styrofoam cup uh-huh. uh, for my bodega. It was probably the color of my palm. <laughs> <laughs> just like. That sounds terrible. Just, I got to treat my body better. You do. Continuing with this theme of self-care. Mm-hmm. One thing that I am bad at, you aren't great at but have proven to figure out is you know how to relax mm-hmm. and the 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 final step of relaxation is the idea of taking a vacation yeah i remember when you were prepping to take this vacation i there was a moment where i wasn't even convinced it was going to happen <laughs> i was like something's going to come up at the last minute yeah. And you're going to find a reason to stay. Well, I had to wor- I had to go to London for a week for work. So I had to go. You had to go. <laughs> See, that like even that like even that. Yeah. It's like the only I can only get to vacation <laughs> by way of work. Yes. So you you still haven't gotten to the point of just like vacation. Well, here's the thing. I don't actually believe in vacation as a cure. I don't either, but I feel p- people make me feel bad. People are like you have to take a vacation. And it's like, no, because here's the thing. I took 10 days off. I did no work. I was off the grid. I did not. When's the last time you did that? Like three years ago? Yeah, three years prior. It had been three years since I'd taken a real vacation like that. And 10 days, nothing, five days of me walking around Paris eating baguette and drinking wine and espresso and nothing else. And tea. And tea. And then five days in south of France, doing like no work. And as soon as I got back, Slammed, just terrible. Slammed. It was like I shouldn't have taken a vacation because it was it was worse than before I left. It's like it, so. Like the problem is the your vacation starts at home. This is the issue. People don't seem to realize. Interesting. You have to like what does that mean? Put into place processes that allow you to relax at home, so that you don't put all your eggs in the vacation basket. Because as soon as you get back, it's evaporated. All the benefits of vacation are evaporated as soon as you get back if you have an unhealthy work life. I think if I take a 10-day vacation, I would come back on day eight. Yeah. And slowly – like my – I mean I did check my email like the last two days a couple of times Mm -hmm. and I felt bad about it. And I was also just like there's no other way. So you didn't check your work email for like – eight days mm-hmm. were you was it the thing where you were thinking about the idea of not checking your email no see that's great I was fully on vacation that's great see, I remember when I tried to quit Twitter for a <laughs> week for, for no forever and I oh. made it a week the reason I stopped I gave in and went back on Twitter was because I was spending time thinking about tweets that I wasn't sending because I'm insane and no, like, you're not insane. That's healthy. That's normal. I and mean, it's not healthy. It's it's normal. What I did when I quit Twitter for a month, which was really great, it was more of an experiment. It wasn't to quit mm-hmm. forever. Was that I just wrote all the tweets down, 
that I was going to send just, just like in a in a Google Doc. Shawnee's fire tweets, Google Docs. <laughs> and then, like, as the days went on and I kept looking at the tweets that I had typed into this this document, I was like, no, the world does not need, did not need to know any of these things. I kind of want to get my hands on that. <laughs> Do you share that? Like, as soon as this is done? Sure I kind of want to see that. That's amazing. Yeah. I, vacation starts at home. Yeah. I'm into so that. I've been like really so tea, which is a ritual that allows you to like clear your mind as you wait for it to steep. Rituals are very home rituals mm-hmm. are very important. Meditation is another thing. Everybody gives me flack because I extol the virtues of meditation, but it actually works. I I want Me- and meditation is like exercise without having to move. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Why, why, who, who would be against that? <laughs> exactly. That's what it like offers the mind clearing benefits of exercise without having to move. Did it take a while? Yeah, it takes a lot of practice. You have to practice like anything like else. Like anything else. I, my only ritual, which I will be doing in a couple hours, is like the Friday house clean. Mm, you do a Friday house clean. That's an interesting choice. My. Most of my life stress, not most of my life stress, most of my, like, I can't do anything until this is taken care of comes from just knowing that my room and my house are, like, just scattered. Interesting. Like, I don't don't mind letting my my house, my room, like, get messy, Mm -hmm. but... When your mind needs to be clear, you need to have a clean home. Yeah. I, 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 there have been times where I've been at work and been trying to plot out my weekend or my work, and I've had to just go home and just, like, take two hours. Interesting. Like, I have to do these, like, I need my laundry basket to be down to zero, wow. like my inbox. Wow. Laundry my, basket zero. My... I have these papers that are just everywhere, and I need to put them places. Mm-hmm. I just, and then it's just this moment where I take a step back, I look at my room, it's clean, it's like very in order. Uh huh. I'm like, great, I can go, I can go do everything else now. Wow. But it uh, it's I actually never a, happened to me. It's actually like a physical something I can like feel in my gut. Where yeah. So this is your vacation starts at home is cleaning. Yeah. And I, I'm like, I'm excited to take care of that. Yeah. You're going to be all right. I think, I think I'll be all right. I just, I, I fantasize about a life where I don't work a lot in like 30 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe, maybe less, maybe more. I like working a lot. I do too. And I can, I, and I can now. I yeah. can, I can work a lot. Now and actually still be sane. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about, which I think is a hourly, daily point of stress for maybe not stress, but our, our reality is kind of existing on the internet and kind of <clears throat> how one takes in criticism Mm -hmm. Uh, be it criticism being thrown at you directly being thrown at at 
you know, the place you work, at your colleagues, at your friends that may work other places, mm-hmm. at the profession, how, however, however it comes. There's just there's a, there's never ending critique and criticism. Yeah, and very as time goes on, it can feel like more and more is kind of being d- directed. Yeah, your way. Yeah, and. I, w- I think everyone deals with it in very different ways. I was wondering how you how you deal with it, how kind of the evolution of how you dealt with it. Um, well, it's been... It, so I guess what I'll say is that it, I've been in BuzzFeed for two and a half years, just about, in that time. And, and we've been doing news for about three and eight, three years and some change. So. Okay. Not very long. Yeah. Um, but have kind of exploded into, like, the media landscape. Um, and so it's really interesting being in a position where when you make a mistake in public, um, people see you as the he- like the big dog, the, like, really big, you know, be- behemoth um, that needs to be taken down. Mm-hmm. And I understand that impulse, and it's not something that I can, like, argue against. Like, I probably would feel the same way if I didn't work at BuzzFeed. Yeah. Um, Like, this is the biggest new thing, and, you know, when we make mistakes, we deserve to be called out for for those mistakes. Um, So that, but that can be challenging when, you know, just a couple years ago, you felt like you were the underdog, and now everybody's telling you, no, you're not. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. and so, for me, the thing that I care most about is, or try to care most about, it does not always work, is, did I get it wrong? Did I make a mistake? Am I wrong? Um, were we wrong in that story? Were we wrong in that decision? And trying really hard not to be defensive. Yeah. Um, and really trying to, in a clear-eyed way, evaluate the rightness or wrongness of what we've done. Um, and in some cases we were wrong and you fix it. Um, and in some cases you're not wrong and it's harder, but it's really hard to brush harsh criticism off your back. Um, if people are, are conflating the wrong thing that you did with everything else that you do. I don't, I respect criticism and I think it's a space where people can be critical is important, Mm -hmm. very important. One of the, one of the things I mean, I, we all came up on the internet. Hey. It's like you make your bones being critical of other of like the person two tiers ahead above it's you. The the, <laughs> the foundation yes. of everything. <laughs> I think I think the just ask Cornell West. Hey. <laughs> Yo, so why is it Cornell coming on the show? Yet? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I one of the things I don't particularly love is the the idea of kind of just people waiting for you to mess up and it's to like, like the, jump on top of yeah it's like mm-hmm. well you wait on someone to mess up because and then when they mess up you can you can get at them about everything right it's, it I, as time goes on I feel like critiques on mistakes rarely are just about that one mistake yeah is usually about some perceived idea yeah how this fits into your grand philosophy of the problems with 
whatever your critique, the, yeah. whatever person or organization you're critiquing. Yeah, and that that is that has kind of spoiled my my. So in your world, people mess up, and you can critique the mistake that they made without making it about who they are or what or what what they are. Well, yeah, I mean my my ideal internet or my ideal media landscape is one in which I am publicly and privately critiquing ever like like the people the people I know, the people I don't know, the people I'm friends with, the people I'm not friends with because it'll all be taken at purely as 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 critique and, and engagement and, with the work, yeah, and 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 always to push things further. Not like I'm trying to come at your job, yeah. Not I'm trying to get you out of yeah this job, or I'm trying to like replace you, yeah. Like that's because there's so much like personal yeah stuff that comes along with criticism. It's kind of it's it's kind of ruined yeah online criticism because there's there's so much well like what's behind that like why yeah i know what you mean why are why are some people critiqued and others not and why are they critiqued by certain people and not and when and yeah that's that that's the thing like there's a i privately and because i've taken most of my a lot of my critique or criticism or questioning private privately like emails and in person Mm -hmm. it's because I feel like if I do it that way, the person knows I'm not performing. Like, trying to, like I'm not performing. I'm not trying to just like be, yeah. like, have everyone see how smart yeah. I am. But that should that should also exist. You should be able publicly. to do it publicly, but you can't. I mean, I think that's like the thing. If people, I mean, to my mind, this isn't always the case, but. Um, if you know somebody and you have a problem with something that they've done in their work, then saying it publicly without, but not to their face is pretty, um, pretty telling. (laughs) It's, it's it's hard to like deal with from the perspective of the person being critiqued at times. So like for me, if I have a problem with something, I try to like send a note to the person but mostly, I don't know. Everybody's just trying to make it in this world. That's the thing. I, I'm like, I also don't do a lot of it because, like, I I need to, you know, deal with reporters and edit stories, and yeah. we're all just trying to make it. That's the, <laughs> it. Does that is a a real thing? Where can't lose sight. You, I sometimes I'd like to lose sight of yeah. the fact that you know this is a this is this is a a workplace like this is this is a this is just your job this is a this is a job this is this is like the internet is a job creator mm-hmm. and in it it has created a lot of jobs yes and everyone wants to continue having jobs and mm-hmm. you know and better jobs and better jobs and or per- jobs that are perceived to be better exactly and if there are moments when I find myself kind of falling back because it's like, like, yeah, between nine and six, a lot yeah. of people are just like out here trying to just like 
stay employed and yeah. do do what they're tasked to do. It's a lot true. a lot of times stuff that gets written, you don't know everything that happened behind that piece getting right. published. Right. You know, like <clears throat> there's a lot there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes and I think it's interesting it's just it's an interesting New York media is an interesting place. It is. I like it because I like also because I'm like like I like the idea of the the commonplace of having in person interactions with people I see as colleagues online. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it adds a layer of accountability. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think if I was, you know, in the middle of nowhere, writing on the internet, like throwing like jabs at people it would be it would be i would be a lot more likely to be a little bit more reckless yeah with the way i am yeah but i like the accountability of like if i talk shit about this person on a tuesday like i might run into them on thursday right i like that like right. I, I think that's a there should be like, you should be able you should be able to say everything that you say online in person about another person yeah and if this the thing I don't like is that's rarely true. Yeah, I mean that like never happens. It never happens. I like I fantasize about <laughs> about those like those run-ins. Those it's like run-ins. what? Oh, oh, at the same. So at, good to see you at the same mixer. Oh hi. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. <laughs> I love. I, I wish that happened every day. Ah, <laughs> uh, I would just. I would just every. I would every just. Day. I would. I would sip my tea. I would sip my tea, you sip your tea. from. Whatever that place is called, what's it called again? Physical graffiti. F- physical graffiti, and watch it all play out. <laughs> um, has, last thing, has it? Do you think? Uh, I guess you kind of hit on this, but do you think it's that's made you be less? Do you feel like you, you're you're more critical of things? You see, do you think you're just like are you um, less inclined to? publicly express those opinions like. yeah i'm far less inclined now to public publicly express opinions that i have par- partly because i you know i'm cognizant of the fact that you know i'm in a really unique and special position um where people pay attention to what i say mm-hmm. and it's not just me just you know talking in my you know, pals in New Jersey, like it was when I first started yeah. on Twitter. Um, and also, I know that my initial reaction to things isn't always the right one. Um, yeah. And I also have enough experience in editing and in writing that I know that it's really easy to critique something in 140 characters without knowing anything about how it was produced. Yeah. Um, and the things that are like genuinely bad that ev- everybody all people can universally acknowledge that they're bad from the from the jump yeah, yeah. <laughs> are not worth talking about yeah. so yeah. that's you know i much rather like work with my reporters talk about the work that they're doing i don't know yeah make jokes about classical music yeah and <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the arguments with people that i know that happened privately. Mm-hmm. Some of those I like should happen publicly. Ha- happen publicly because they're like really good. Mm-hmm. Like, they're really good 
arguments. Like, it's interesting. People who should be critiquing each other in public aren't. <laughs> yeah. People who shouldn't be are. Yeah. It, like, it actually <laughs> should switch. Like, like, or a little more of each, or maybe a little less. Of yeah, each. it's like, yeah, like when you know, when you know that the other person is coming in good faith, it's coming in good faith that produces some of like the best, yeah, the best conversations, conversations, mm-hmm. I and I, I love that. Like I when, when uh, Jason Parr, I'm over at Gawker, like did that little roundtable about. Uh, Black History Month. Mm-hmm. A lo- that was it was like five or six writers, and it was great because the once it be- like once everyone on that email chain yeah. that we had kind of understood that we were all yeah. like, coming in good faith. Yeah. Once the good faith was established, yeah. then everyone was like, okay, I can actually. And say then how it, I feel. And then it becomes fun. And then it becomes like an exercise in how, you know, how we think about things. I mean, that's, that to me is the best. Yeah. Well, Shai, this has been great, well overdue, but I'm glad you came. I'm glad you brought your crystal. I'm glad. I'm glad my crystal, crystal, crystal lives in this office at all times. <laughs> um, I hope. Oh, Shai's about to go to Ikea and I might go with her. <laughs> I'm, I'm strongly. We're just gonna keep this like chill yeah, vibe going. Chill vibe. We're gonna get some meatballs. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, thank everyone for listening. Shawnee Hilton, thank you for coming. Thanks, Ram. Uh, Rembert explains. Uh, tune in next time. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to Grantland. To hear more Grantland shows in your earballs, subscribe to Grantland Sports and Grantland Pop Culture on iTunes, or go to Grantland.com and click on podcasts.